When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. It's that Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream.
It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my co-hosts, Jamie Iovine. Hey, everybody. As well as Elijah Bates. Hola, amigos. E amigas. I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm like the one guy in the room now who hasn't been to Galaxy's Edge, and I'm so hold jealous on, of both on. you. How are you guys? You guys, am, you guys good? I'm not as good as you. Have you heard of The Force, Ryan? <laughs> I've heard of the mythical thing referred to as The Force, I have only yes. heard of The Force before, but yesterday I experienced The Force, and it was glorious, Ryan. Have you heard of The Force? I'm here to tell you about our Lord The Force, or... Our Lord, our Lord Midichlorian. Yeah. I, I, and he, it, it is glorious, right? I'm sad that you were posting those videos only to your Instagram story and they're not just like somewhere forever on Twitter. I don't recommend anybody who wants to get a good sense of what Galaxy's Edge is is to follow me on Instagram. Oh, I actually disagree. I think you well, actually – I would get too I've excited seen, and then I'm yeah, like, but oh. I've, <laughs> but I've been following a lot of people who have been going and stuff and, and you know – we maybe even know people who worked on it, and like they have big pictures. But you were a true fan perspective on it, who loves Star Wars, and like you're just just virgin eyes on it. And honestly, your videos out of every person I know that's gone so far are my favorite, and that includes all of you who covered it for a living because your videos were so genuine of you just like seeing something, no, like I mean, and going. Oh my god! The way, the way, <laughs> oh my god! The way that I explain walking into Galaxy's Edge for the first time is like your Grandpa Joe and Charlie Bucket walking into the into it the chocolate. It really room. is like Wonka just uh, really like is. you know singing Pure Imagination and lets you in, and all of a sudden you're just like I'm going right for that gummy mushroom that Wonka's grown. It really is, man. It <laughs> like just, I, I I think they're probably still active because oh, this is pro- by the time this goes out, they probably won't be. But man, some of those videos. There was one where it was just, <laughs> it was like just like. 
two seconds of you just going, oh, my God. And then it just ended. And it was just, like, so many oh, my God. That I was honestly I, – I, I had to pause my TV and Erica and I just sat there watching them so entertained. When, when the first time when I went on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and I pulled the lever because I was in Chewy's seat in the, as a pilot and I pulled the lever yeah, come to, on. to go to light speed. Come on. I probably screamed, let's do it, as loud as I've ever screamed that in a Let's setting. do like, this. Brock Lesnar, let's do this. Try to scream into the microphones because we've been getting a lot of comments people getting angry at us when we scream into the microphone because they get mad. They're like, guys, that fucks with my Uh, fucking stereo. uh, Sorry, guys. It was like this. But imagine I'm screaming. Let's do this. Hey, buy a better stereo. You can talk loud. Don't try to scream. I'm a loud person. You guys know this. Let us do this. Uh, sorry, yeah. I anyway, didn't mean to get I just, so off I've, base I've there, just but been I left just, in a really good mood since yesterday. Yeah, so. I haven't seen Jamie since I saw all his videos, so I had to bring that up just because I was, I honestly, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. And even, even like the videos that you were reposting of other people taking the videos <laughs> of you, like you walking into things with just this bewildered look in your eye, just ah, uh, they were so good, every single one of them. Yeah, I can't wait to go home and play with my lightsaber, which is something you know. It doesn't sound great out there. No, <laughs> no, it actually sounds highly suggestive, but you yeah. know what? I would guarantee 90% of our, our listening base probably feels the same way. All right, well, let's get into the top story of the week. And I think great segue. it kind of all unfolded today, really, based on a new interview he did, and that is uh, Killer Cross. He is an Impact mm, ah. Wrestling star, and he talked about... That, uh, that lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, he talked about why he recently asked for his release from the company, which has not been granted. Yeah. Um, but he went into a lot of detail about it, which I thought was pretty interesting. So he was a guest on the Wrestling Perspective podcast, which is hosted by P.D. Williams. And he confirmed that the reports stating he asked for his release were 100% true. Now, the report from PW Insider said that Killer Cross was looking to get a new six-figure deal with guaranteed money. Uh, Impact, whoever said they couldn't they couldn't. They couldn't do that for him. Mm-hmm. And they countered with a restructured three-year contract that was worth well below that. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. It's, that doesn't sound great when you say it like that. Yeah, no, it wasn't. From what Restructured heard, three-year deal worth significantly less than that. Yeah, I heard it was like, like significantly less than yeah. that. Now, here's the thing. Yes? I, 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 I totally sympathize with him because here's yeah. the deal. The, the bottom line is this. is not only... Is he bummed about money because he feels like he's worth more than that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but one of the other things that kind of factored into his uh, request for more money was apparently his personal circumstances have changed over the past year since signing with the company. And he yeah. recently had two people that passed away in his life. And so now he's taking care of mm-hmm. more family members mm-hmm. um, that he wasn't taking care of before. Yeah. And so because of that, he needs more money. And he's down to this contract where, yeah, he can take more indie dates, but he's of the belief that, you know, doing these indie dates, he's, he opens himself up to, to injury, basically, yeah. and he'd mm-hmm. prefer to work for a company exclusively. Un- totally understandable. Uh, especially since, you know, doesn't have, you know, health care from, it, from his, his employer and stuff his, like that. His desires, you know, to take care <clears throat> of his life, to make more money, the, any human being who works could understand that that concept of, of wanting more for what you're putting out there, especially if you feel your value has increased, if your circumstances change. That's a, that's a real that's – a, that's a hard ego 
you know, blockade to get past, I feel like. Correct. And, and, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, what I think it's unfortunate still, and it's something that, you know, as much as wrestling is in the uh, the uh, the ethosphere, if you will, of co- popular culture, mm-hmm. it still has a ways to go. I mean, yeah. um, unless you tell an, an employer of yours or a uh, potential employer or any sort of business dealing that you wrestle and then they say, oh, you – for the WWE and you say, well, well no, and you mention anybody else – it's like you, it, to them, you're playing pickup basketball at the YMCA, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's in it's because we obviously we know that's not the case whatsoever. Yeah, it's like even though you know AW's around now, TNT, which will help. Yeah, it's Na- it, the name value is not there yet. It's, it's, it's on the mainstream not, level, it's not on people, a wrestling mainstream and it's level. It's more so maybe. just due to the ignorance. You know, yeah. it's it's just people don't understand still at this point, which. I mean, you can't blame them. You know, it's a really niche thing. Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, it, but you, they still don't get that there is significant sacrifice, such as what Killer Cross is. Yeah. Is saying, and uh, and it's a shame that you know a lot of these guys like it really. You is you know as a fan because we all are, and when you see somebody that you look at like because when you're a pro wrestler, you're larger than life. Yeah. You're a superhero essentially in some shape or form. And then when you go out and you see like, and this is, I'm I, please don't think this is a knock to anybody who does this, it, because it's a it's a job, it's a respectable income. It's it, it, like when you go out, like yeah, this guy is like the world champ, and he has an Uber sticker on his car. Mm. You know, it's 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 like it's like you they don't they shouldn't have to. Yeah, you know, but it's well, it's, you know, it's, you know what I was just thinking of too is like you know, the, there are people who are on television shows and and a lot of people are like, oh, is it like an NBC show? Is it an ABC show? And you're like, no, it's actually an original series on Ion. Most people are gonna be like, what's Ion? Exactly. And the thing, is, the difference maker between somebody who's on a TV show like a less known person who's on that is that there are unions that take care of actors, that take care of writers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And there is not one of those things in wrestling. I'm not advocating for it and saying that either. But there's a big difference between a lesser-known actor and a lesser-known professional wrestler in terms of how they are taken care of by their industries. Yeah, which, I mean, which absolutely. is taken care of and versus not at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, to, to further that, you know, uh, the, the part I didn't mention yet here, so is that he told Impact officials, you know, that, he has more responsibilities that he has to take care of now, uh, and that's why he wants his release or yeah. more money. And when they said no to both, uh, they basically suggested to him that he get a second job, that yeah. he goes somewhere else and get a second job. And in this interview, he said, being told to go get another job by your job, that's fucked up. You're struggling to make ends meet, taking care of people, and the job that you can barely afford to have tells you to go get another job so you can keep that job. It's like working at a corporation and being told to go work at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah it really is. Because it also, like, who's going to want to, I mean, this is no, I mean, obviously this is no offense to him, but if you're an employer, you like, it's not like the one guy who is going to focus entirely on the job or the one guy who has to take some time off sometimes because he has to go wrestle. Well, you know, who are they going to hire? You're not, you know? and, and, and to be fair, he's not like an unpaid intern, you know, who has no. to work a, a waiting, waiting job or something like that, too, while he trains in this industry he hopes to be part of. He's in that industry. He's on television. I can so, totally sympathize with his frustrations towards it. 100%. One, one thing, though, that I was thinking today, even when I was thinking about it, I was like, 
unfortunately, Impact Wrestling, and I'm not saying that they completely don't have the money to pay him. Impact Wrestling's not like some multi-billion dollar com- company so, or anything like so that. So I've been thinking too. about that, and he- here's the thing with that is... And I'm, I'm not trying to take Impact's side in saying that. I'm just looking at the dollars and cents of, of where they're at, the network that they're on, the lack of shows that they put out there in I terms mean, the, of the touring house shows. It's know? just like, it's it, they're not... Impact is not where they once were, and they're not backed by Panda Energy anymore, either. No, but they are backed by... a billion dollar company. Yeah. I mean, Anthem does have a lot of money. They're not struggling for money, Anthem. And, but, like you said, if the show's not bringing in that much um, to, to, to warrant that... Is it even turning a profit? Well, see, that's the thing, is you would... It seems to me, from looking at all this on the outside, that they told Killer Cross... We can't afford that. Like, this is not something no. we can afford. We're not making that much money. All the things we're saying are what they said to him. <clears throat> and he said, okay, cool. I want opportunity. Release me. And thinking that, you know, once I prove my value, we can work on it. Oh. Or I can get my release down the line, you know? Um, and it seems to me, and I don't know who, but it seems to me like somehow the talent found out about someone being paid a lot of money recently. That's the vibe I get. That mm. someone yeah. was recently paid a lot of money to come into Impact. Tommy um, Dreamer. <laughs> no, I mean, if you look at the landscape, one of the people I would guess, I don't know that this is the case, but one of the people I would guess is Rob Van Dam. I yeah. think that they have... Very possible. I think that he probably got paid a lot of money. He's not somebody who comes out of his pseudo-retirement I mean, just for, based off of his indie booking fee alone. Yeah. Like, he, he, requ- he, he has a high price tag. No, and I, I think but- that they look at it like, hey... And I don't know this, but I think that this is like from what I am putting together here. I think they look at like, hey, look at the money they're spending on some people. When we've been here, we paid our dues here and built our brand here. That's a, that's a real came up, helped the show look cooler. People think that there's like a new, you know, up on the rise impact. And behind the scenes, the people who were behind them aren't getting paid very yeah. well. You know, the Jordan Graces. It, it's the, a it's the, a really tough guys. pill to swallow. About you know, it reminds me it, seven or eight years ago, I was working for a creative agency um, that shall remain nameless for right now. But um, but the one who hasn't paid you still? No, no, this one did pay me after they went belly up. But um, but the thing was is like. Um, this place, I remember, I was I was doing putting together all the creative pitches. I was putting together most of the creative, but we had a you know um, a recruiter who brought in a, like a creative director and some other people who were just there to work on a couple of big campaigns. And I found out, you know, through through the grapevine, how much the creative director was getting paid comparatively me comparatively to me, even though we were doing pretty much the same kind of work, working on the same kinds of projects. I was doing a lot more work and going to a lot more pitches, but I found out that he was, and I was younger in my career at that point too, and he was older in his career. So like, there's a there's a split, obviously, right there. But I found out he was making more than three times more money than I, I did, and that like, I mean, I I was young enough at that point that like I flipped my lid enough that. Dude, I straight up cried. I was like, I can't believe this. I felt so cheated by the company at that point in time. And I remember my boss at the time took me outside and he told me just kind of how it was. And he was just like, hey, you're not established. You have to understand. You haven't worked your way up the ladder. You haven't paid your dues as much. He's like, you are worth that much, but you need to work for your right to be paid that much. Though, that too. stuff eats people alive, though. It I've does, seen it happen at TMZ. I saw it happen at other places where, like, Someone finds out that someone's making more than them. That's why you never tell anybody how much money you make. Totally. totally. Always keep that close to the chest with everybody always. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I I think you're right. You know, I think here's how I kind of feel on the subject as a whole. And and this goes for, I would say, I mean, I I would honestly say for even Ring of Honor. I guess Ring of Honor is on a lot of TV. But like. Ring of Honor, I guess Ring of Honor is paying people decent money, but I just feel like you know, the, the places like Lucha Underground, which is 
probably done now. Um, and, you know, impact where if you're signing someone to a contract where they're maybe going to make $5,000 for the whole year, I think it's bullshit that you put them under a contract that, that says they can't work elsewhere on TV. Yeah, for 100%. Like, yes. Give them booking things where you give them, you know, where you per appearance. And I realize that it makes it more difficult to invest in people, but it doesn't look like right now they're trying to invest to become the biggest company and the biggest wrestling company in the world. They look like they're trying to sustain themselves a yeah. little bit. And I feel like it's messed up to just keep people to these contracts where they're, they're unfair. Yeah. And, you know, the difficult thing is, is regardless of the loyalty that somebody like Killer Cross has to, to you know, the shows, the quality he puts in, what he's willing to do to work his way up, to build his name and everything like that, Rob Van Dam is a way bigger name. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, unfortunately, I'm not advocating saying Rob Van Dam is a better performer at this point in time. He's probably not. Like, he's probably, Rob Van Dam is probably going through the motions a lot because he can't. You know, and that's kind of what he's paid for is for the Rob Van Dam shtick and everything. But the fact is, it's just like, Killer Cross doesn't have that name value yet. And yeah. and so I understand kind of the company's perspective on it, regardless of the moral fiber behind it or, or whether he does, in fact, deserve to get paid more. You know, like, and, and he probably does, you know, like, if he, especially if he feels this strongly and he's, and this is becoming this big of a, an argument in the social ether and everything like that, he probably does deserve that much money, but it's just like, I don't see impact acquiescing to his request whatsoever. I just, uh, it's a shame that the first time a lot of, it's, I mean, when a lot of these talent are given contracts, it's probably the most legalese thing they've ever seen. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, in their entire lives. Well, and, and, we grow, and we're like a culture that grows up clicking agree to everything, yes. you know, to our iTunes and, agreements and it, stuff and like that. About and, it. you know, one, like a, a promotion is one thing. But then when you're, a TV, when you're a promotion that has a network deal, you're not just, a, you're not just a, an employee of that promotion. You're an employee of that network. Yeah. So there's a whole other thing that people have really have a hard time understanding, especially if you've never been in the legal world before. Well, you'd be, and you'd be amazed how many people just sign contracts right away without, without, without thinking twice. This is even with WWE. Like they get an NXT deal, they're like, hell yeah, finally, yeah, sign it because they're scared. You know, I was, I've been talking to a lot of people about this on social media today. I, um, you know, I because I tweeted about the Killer Cross thing, and one of the it was Lance Lance Archer who said uh, he he kind of I thought he put it very well. He said, I'm trying to pull it up real fast. He said that's the problem with the business and the power that CEOs have. They hold that over your head like sign it now or, you're ne- or you'll never have another chance. And if one's never been anywhere before, they're afraid to let that chance pass them by. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, people do – I do feel like people are taking advantage of. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I, I've seen it happen in a, many different places, not just one place. I remember when I signed my contract at TMZ and reading it over and, and thinking to myself like I don't know that if this is really working towards my favor necessarily, but I needed a job at that point yeah. too. So I was like, oh, here I go. You know? <laughs> to me, it's really – I don't even know. Maybe ostentatious is the word, but I don't even know if that's it. It's or even presumptuous, even that like they assume that like because I don't think that they're signing these people with the that they're not going to pay them, you know, yeah. or the or that like I don't I think that they th- assume oh we're about to kill this shit we're going to be the next AEW and we're going to be able to pay them that much money yeah I think that's I don't think that's completely across the board what happens I think that does happen sometimes it's a real it's a lot of it's a lot of balls, essentially. Yeah. See, I don't know if I agree. I think that they were brought into Impact with the. I don't say that happened with Impact. No, I no, I, I think they were brought into Impact with the, with the business plan of like, hey, we're going to help you guys stop losing money, yeah. you know, and they went in there to stop, help them stop losing money, and so I do think that they are offering people 
small, very, very tiny amounts to work there because they know that these people need an opportunity. So I wonder. I wonder if um, is the so if the pay isn't really there because I mean it's not like the it's not like the impact like woes that have been having that have been happening to it are new. You no. know, it's it's come in some shape or form for the past what twelve years. Well, it's every uh, like, there's been new regimes all the time. I feel like this is the first time this latest regime yes. has started to kind of crack. Where 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 that's, things, okay. information is starting to seep out that okay. it's not as shiny and gold well, as it okay. Seems. Fair point, yeah. but uh, that's a fair point. And, but what I'm saying is is, is like. I, other, so the money isn't is assured as an allure because, like as you said, these guys know that it's not a big contract. They're w- on what channel? You know, like uh, what channel? Are they on? Pursuit, I think. Okay. Yeah, and which sometimes forgets to play the show. Yeah, yeah. they forgot to play it too, like last week, didn't they? And then they I think what they didn't come back from commercial. So I'm trying to wonder. There has to be some other side of this. So because so a lot of people are signing to Impact a lot. Uh, so, uh, or I'm trying to, to find least. the tweet here. Am I wrong? There's been a re- mass influx of talent into in, in impact. Well, no, I, there's been a lot. No, there has, but but I would say less lately and more like yeah. I know. I guess lately, yeah, there have been. There well, have I, been, feel, and I feel like for like the last year or two, they've been signing a lot of of lesser knowns and a lot mm-hmm. of up and comers. I mean, and, I know for a fact they've been having a lot of tryouts. Yeah, I know for a fact. So basically, uh, I, Ethan Page responded to my to my tweets about this. I was kind of going back with Ethan Page about it, and he works for Impact, and he said, um, "I don't believe any of this should be discussed publicly. Nobody else was in the room when they agreed on terms and signed a contract to work together. We are also free to work as many indie dates as possible, which to me is an endless stream of income slash possibility. Yeah. So I think is, the oh, way it's I, looked at is like I'm in a major company." I can still work the indies. I'm on TV sometimes. It's extra money on top of it. But I think that to, you know, I don't, I, I, to someone like a Killer Cross, I, I also see his point that he's like, I want to work for a TV company that can yeah. pay me what I should, what, well, what, what I know I can draw. What he's looking for is more of what feels like a salary gig rather than something where he has to go out and hustle because based off the sounds of it, he had family members passed away, he has more family responsibility, may not have the time and space and emotional space specifically to go out and hustle like a professional wrestler needs to do in order to increase their worth, to work the indies, to make that money. And I also think that he feels as though he took that deal a year ago and now he's learned that they do have the money, they just only are giving it to certain people, and he's like, "No, that's unfair. I have proven my worth, and I can prove my worth even more if you gave me the money that I that yeah. I deserve." But they don't want to give it to him. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I you know, I really, unfor- I hate this, but I kind of understand both sides of the situation here. Because, I also understand both sides of the situation as well. Like, because- I, t- I mean, impact. Is not, you know, even though they have like this big backer and everything like that, or they have somebody with, you know, they have a corporation that owns them that's got billion dollar pockets, that company got to that status by not spending money that they didn't need to. And if they don't need to spend money on Killer Cross, they're not going to. Like, it's just as simple as that. It sucks for him, big time. But it's like, at the end of the day, he signed a contract. It's a legally binding contract. He wants out of it. They don't want to let him out of it. We don't have like, to. Unless you want to go to, if, unless you want to have a legal battle, I don't know what the solution is for him to be free of the bind of that, that legality. Which one sucks because they have a lot of money and he doesn't, yeah. so they would obviously win in a legal battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, 
And that's not one. It's not the same kind of legal battle where on on a level of mainstream publicity where they would look necessarily awful about it too because they're not necessarily breaking any rules with it too. I also love that's why we live in California because in California that could never happen. Yeah. You could quit a company even if you're under contract yeah. and they can't force you to a non uh, uh, you no can work through your yeah. no compete clause. They can't do that shit yeah. here. So it's like laters, laters, new yeah. job, peace. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel bad when I see this elsewhere. I'm like, God, that's one of the things I, I love know. about California is like that can, that would not happen. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, and I also get Ethan Page's point too. You know, I do get it. He's a wrestler. He wants to wrestle everywhere. He's like, no, nah, cool. Lots, of, you know, lots of options. I do get both sides of it. Um, but based on what you said, I actually, you know, I felt this way in general. I think what happened. I, I think it's fucked up with Scarlett that, yeah. that she's stuck in that contract. Yeah, that's a real shame. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like she has less of a thing that she can do about it uh, and and less of a like hey let me out because with her yeah she just wants more money you know and mm-hmm. i get that with her with him he wants more money too but he's going to them saying like hey i have like a real life situation that's going on here and i i need your help and they're like sorry humbug humbug exactly yeah, exactly like well, sorry you signed a shitty deal that's your fault and that that to me is like a dick thing just as a yeah. human being yeah, well you know the, the contract thing i think is difficult for people to understand because a lot of people don't sign contracts for their employment you know like or you know if you're at will employment if you're working and this isn't disparaging any job in saying this if you're working in the service industry if you're working for retail you typically don't have like a real binding contract in those situations you apply to be a job application that they gave you and everything like that they hired you at will employment you can be fired terminated anytime and everything so the idea of a legally binding contract may be less of a tangible reality for most people who live in the world and a lot of people who are likely taking his position may not have been in a situation where you had a contract and may not have been through a legal situation where you have to have a legal battle over a contract that you signed too which is Grizzly, not fun, costs a lot of money. Yeah, and I. And last thing I'll say on this is, if any wrestler happens to be listening to this, or you know a wrestler and you know they're about to sign a contract, just hire a fucking lawyer. Yeah. It's like not that expensive, and if For, you, it's a one-time thing. It's a one-time thing, and also I guarantee you, if that if you were smart about it, there are. So many lawyers out there who are marks that are huge wrestling fans that will do it for free. End of the day, too, when you get a lawyer to look at your contract or they discover that you should be making more money for this reason or that reason, they can help you smooth those things out. And by proxy, you'll end up making more money in the long run. They'll also explain to you what rollovers mean. And like that, like... You can get stuck in a deal that you don't even realize. Like they'll say it's for this, but it's actually longer. Yeah. You don't realize it's yeah. just, just hire a lawyer. It, su- it sucks. It sucks having to involve a lawyer into anything because typically it's not a it's not a comfortable situation. But it's a, it's the best possible way to get through it. Uh, speaking of an uncomfortable situation, let's talk about Goldberg and the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Was that a good segue? I saw Jamie was checking his phone for the time, so I figured we switched <laughs> I just got to be real. That was the most businessy segment we've ever had. Probably. Yeah. That was a lot of business yeah. talk, Probably. even for me. Yeah. Like, that was, like, jeez. I thought that was an interesting no, topic. No, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I, feel- I, am not agree- I am not disagreeing with that. What, what we said on this show needed to be said, 100%. That being said, it's not being it's not a real fun topic no. by any means. No, actually, <laughs> it's probably the only topic where we'd ever be like, just be smart and get a lawyer. So, yeah, totally. Like, why, God, why I mean, would like, we I'm glad we that. said it, but that was fucking homework. It's so funny <laughs> that you say that because Ethan Page, when we were talking about it, he it ended with him saying something along the lines of like, "Hey, let's talk about this on a podcast or something." And I I wanted to say to him like. 
Yeah, let's do a podcast, but let's like not talk about this the whole time because that sounds depressing. The hey, whole le- time. we should have had Larry H. Parker on the phone right now. But and also, I just want to clarify. Earlier, I said that um, Killer Cross was a lucky son of a bitch. I did not refer to his current situation. I no, more yeah, so I, just want to. Cl- I know you know, but I'm. I, people, I think anyone listening to this let's be clear what you meant. Okay, I just want to make sure he knows. On to Goldberg. <laughs> what do you guys think of it? Let's hear you guys talk. Fine. Res- it would, you know, now that. All respect to Goldberg and The Undertaker. Of course, of course. That's on the table. That's this green thing right here. Um, like, the, <laughs> like the color of money. <laughs> yes. Like the color of sweet Saudi money. And it's sort of Actually, a U. I don't know. I don't know. Saudi it's sort is. of a U. It could be a G. Yeah. No, but. Um, um, <laughs> but um, brought to you by Collider. <laughs> could be a U. Could be a G. <laughs> I'm going to pitch that new slogan for them. <laughs> hey, Mark. Jamie thought of a great slogan for you guys. Did you see Undertaker versus Goldberg? it kind of hinges on that. You should go watch it if you haven't. Um, but, um, uh, so, but like, you know, now that I'm behind the blast zone, you know, now that it's the, the, the hoopla has calmed down. down, it was fine until Goldberg bashed his brain twice you know because if i don't know if he would have gotten his bell rung as much if he hadn't headbutted the locker oh, why does he do that he said he was not going to and he did it anyway can't, can't they give him like a prefab locker where it breaks or something like give that? Him a, give him a boxing pad like something they, put a crash the, test dummy back that'd be there. the funniest thing if he ever wrestles again and he walks into his locker room in the back and it's just a padded room and they're like wait He's like, wait, what? What's going on? Is he a crazy person? It's like, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are a crazy person. You keep slamming your head into the door before you go out. Which, by the way, <gasps> nobody sees. <laughs> Don't scream. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get no, angry. Like, I get hyped. But nobody's like, I get it. Because sometimes they did have a camera inside the locker and you would see him do it. But that was for the audience of nobody. Yeah. Like, could, and that was my favorite part was... <laughs> Was like they're doing the whole dum 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 dum, dum and they like knock on the door and, and then you just hear like so loud and I'm like this idiot no one's why no, you hear like, yeah <laughs> and he was and he's just like why and then he walks out of the room and is already bleeding you're like at, at least what are you doing? And he texted the crew chat like this motherfucker did it again I was at least if he walked out with something that typically comes out of a locker like an algebra textbook or something like that I'd appreciate it but it's just like stop doing that somebody like you know what they need to do crush up some Xanax and put them in that guy's water bottles before but the show if his anxiety is that bad that he's got a headbutt the lockers every single time it's like that guy needs some medication they sell these like trash cans that are made at that are like plastic that are uh um like biodegradable no 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 like you well, blow it up plastic, like it's, so a, like, it's it a, like it's a um blow up kind of toy yeah. but it looks like a trash can and you give him one of those so he can hit his head with it and not set up like one of those giant jenga stacks or something like that let him headbutt something else where it has like effect that's going to like do it for him <sighs> and now i just want a video of goldberg headbutting random things that are like that won't hurt him like he's screaming by the way ah! this isn't the first time he's done something like this. It's not even the second time. Didn't he do it before he fell when he was trying to kick Rusev, too? Like, he did it one time in WWE. Well, no, like in I, I, was, run. I didn't even remember that, but I'm referring to when he punched a hole in the limo. Oh, yeah. Like, he... he where it's like the, the part where he's supposed to punch or the rod came out or whatever, and he ended up slicing his arm at the end yeah, of action for he forever. he hurts himself. Didn't he hurt himself punching, like, a, a vending machine, too, or something? I think he's hurt himself a couple of times in ways where he's, like, wanted to get his intensity across, and it's like, hey, 
this is a fake sport. <laughs> like, you need to stop. <laughs> yeah, I just felt bad altogether about it because... It was... Uh, it, was uh, it wasn't even funny, dude. And it also, like, funny. did it need to happen, really? No, it didn't. It didn't uh, need to happen, and I realized it did because they're being paid millions of dollars. Um, what's frustrating to me, though, is that, like, I just feel like I wish... WWE wouldn't let them be put in that position because I feel like it does sully. Yeah, it does sully the legacy of the Undertaker. Well, the more it, it, it either more of these he does the, it the does, tail end. It either sullies the legacy of these long since you know done performers, or it tarnishes whatever trying to legacy they're trying to build with like these events and everything. Like, I, like I mean, I would even say like that match with like you know Kane and Undertaker versus oh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. I was just about to bring that up. It's basically just been axed from the memory of, oh, yeah. of anything that's ever happened. You know, and, the, and that's what's going to happen to this one too. The only thing that's going to remain from this is that look that the Undertaker gave at the end of the match that was like the product of many memes this past week. I mean, it's. To me, I'd said this to you guys before, and I really stand by this. And again, you said this before: two of the two of the all time greats. You know, can't knock what they've done. No, but it's what happens when you overcomplicate things a hundred percent. Going in that you had over. I mean, twilight of his career to Undertaker. Goldberg towards the twilight of his, oh, already done with yeah. his career, yeah. like done, like way like, done, I mean, like they did way past the twilight they, but, of his career. Going in, but he wasn't even a match worker in his prime. No, and you are so he's like not. The fact that Brock Lesnar got like five minutes out of him at WrestleMania was astounding, and, and he's not better somehow. You know, like in the in his close to sixties, you know. So the 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 math didn't line up from the jump. From the gate, it yeah. looked like what, yeah. like this, like why, what, like that circle didn't fit in that square. Like even you know? when they announced that match, it was kind of like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah I exactly. guess. Like yeah. Undertaker and Goldberg. Like well, yeah, it know, is a dream match in 2K when you can when they have unlimited wind did, did, and when they can do a hundred moves. They, they, that was the first time they ever faced off, correct? Yes, correct. correct. And you know, I was talking about this with Batista. I interviewed him this week. Uh, what did he think about feed. it? Well, he didn't want to give his full opinions on it, but he did say a few things about it. But he didn't want to like specifically comment on, on like understandable what he saw in the match. First of all, he did say something funny. He said that bef- he called. He said that he called Undertaker on Friday before the match and talked to him on the phone and was like, "Hey, man, is there any way I can talk you out of doing this match?" And he said Undertaker said, like laughed and was like, "You know." I, 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 this sounded like a better idea when they first pitched to me a while back, <laughs> and I thought it was going to be okay. But you know, the closer we get, the less I, I I'm like stoked about it. And I'm paraphrasing here, um, less stoked I am about it. Um, he was like, "But I'm obligated to do it now. And I'm here, so like, yeah. I kind of have to I do mean- it." But but he also said. Because he was talking about his own match against Triple H at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and he was saying that um, they didn't touch at all prior, that they didn't train together, that they didn't get to train before yeah. um, they went. It sounds like the Performance Center. He didn't say the Performance Center, but they went to a place together yeah. to train, and he basically said... WWE sets up tents at uh, outside the arena a Well, lot. it wasn't the week of. Oh, it, okay. it was... Uh, Beforehand, so he said it's probably two, in Stanford, I'd assume. Either Stanford or Performance Center. I I think he's in Florida sometimes. With T, so okay. that's why I guess yeah. that, I don't know exactly. He didn't speci- he didn't specify where, but he said that he met with Triple H. And that Triple H said, you know, we can go in the ring right now. We can train. We can work on the match. There's a good chance I'll feel fine. Everything will be good, and we'll probably have a better match for it. He's like, but there's also a chance that 
I get in the ring with you here. We start training. I re-tear my pec because it's not fully healed. And then the match at WrestleMania is off. And basically, like, I'd rather have it happen at WrestleMania where we have to continue than here where nobody is yeah. here. And we ruin one of our marquee matches for the event. So he was like, okay. Cool. It was interesting because I remember even watching that Triple H special about his week before WrestleMania and everything like that. And the match with Batista was like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, right. I have a match with Batista, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? That's like the biggest part of the week. <laughs> and also, well, also, Dave said that, you know, the two of them talking and basically Triple H was like, look, the two, you and I have wrestled a million times. We know each other. We know what we can do in the ring. We know our limitations. That we know our capabilities. That so crazy to me, though, too. Like, that sounds like literally the dreams that I have where they're like, hey, your match is next. I'm like, I'm not a performer, but I guess I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, and so. But going back. I mean, well, real fast. And he said that he was like, you know, because the two of us have wrestled so many times, I think that's why we were able to. I still put on a match that I'm happy with. He was like, but that match could have been horrendous. He was like, that match. Could have been very bad, yeah. and I, and that's kind of when I brought up the Undertaker thing, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, look at Undertaker and Goldberg, and he kind of that's what we talked about. Yeah, I mean, I was going back to what I was saying about it being overcomplicated. What do you really need from a Goldberg Undertaker match? Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of the brouhaha is the entrance, and then um, which which the entrances were dope. The entrances were fine. Undertaker's entrance was sick. They, they, you know, I though, mean, Goldberg kind of phoned in the pyro, but maybe he just doesn't want to be burned today. Maybe you know, I mean, and it, was it was also al- already hot. There. It was already really hot. <laughs> and, and so and also. So you need – it started great. It did. Like when he did the like uh, – And then the two spears off top. Yeah, I was like, into it. Yeah. And I was in my apartment like, yeah. Yeah, because that's all you he, need. And then when he, right when he hit his head on the turnbuckle, I was like, like uh-oh. uh-oh. Oh, this, this is probably going to turn bad here. And then you see again like, this giant cut on the side of his head. See, I wish that he would have had something. trying to do the jackhammer. If this was a cartoon, which the world of professional wrestling in its fictional sense is – but this was obviously a real life injury. If it was a cartoon, he would have been like conked his head and thought he was like birds, or, or he would have thought maybe he was another wrestler, and then, uh, <laughs> and then he would have mimicked. You know, he was like, "Oh, he's Jim the Anvil Neidhart now," or something like that. That would have been cool. That would have been very interesting. You know, and one of the things I got to say about like these, if they're gonna keep trucking out the old dogs, and I, I love the old dogs. You know, I've had an old dog previous in my life. It was the best period of his life. However, I would never take take him out. I wouldn't. Yeah, R.I.P. about that. But I would never take him to go run. I would never take them to do anything physical. So when it comes to these old dogs, if they want to trot them out. They got to really, they got to gimmick up these matches, and they got to have run-ins galore. Remember, they have to do. What they have to do is they need to put them against a young guy. They can't have what they old did, timers anymore. What they they did, have to have young guys in there. What they did with Taker and Rusev was perfect. Totally, that was exactly what they should do for it. I was even legend. thinking, like in in terms of like I didn't like the match. However, like I would vouch that the end of what happened at the end of Triple H and Sting with the NWO and DX coming out, something like that happening at, at one of these Saudi events it. is totally welcome because you're not expecting a five-star match. As a matter of fact, you're just praying that this is not a horrible match. Correct. And so, like, they need to start gimmicking up or just adding people in there or having people run out, having like Vince McMahon run out or somebody like that. You know, if you're going to go so old school and you're going to rely on the Attitude Era, you're going to rely on the yesteryear of WCW, etc., bring in some of those other people from that era because you're going to be celebrating that era the same way you are by having those people, but at the same time, you're going to give the fans even more of their uh, fans of stars of yesteryear that they'd love to see too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It goes to that point. I mean, whenever they show replays of the NWO and DX coming out, I mean, the highlight is them walking. Yeah, like the punching and all that stuff when they actually get down. You know, the music, the music playing. Yeah, and then coming out and like, no way, they're yeah. here. Like you know, they're like, here. Like oh, they start fighting. We. That's yeah. why even even at that WrestleMania, when I thought like for sure. 
I thought the four horsemen were coming down. I even screamed it around like the local area, and everybody at WrestleMania 31 That's that was sitting funny. around me was positive that the four horsemen were about to come out because I was like, "Oh, you got DX, you got like you got the NWO." Did that Sting though? He needs the horsemen, and I was like, oh, "Dark horsemen are coming!" Everybody like I remember the match ended. Everybody was just like looking at me like a guilty party. I was like, oh, "I'm really sorry. I'm really drunk." <laughs> you were so drunk yeah, that WrestleMania. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember a lot of it. Uh, I, you know, I, Sting's injury. Becomes so much more of a bummer now. That Every events. time I think about it, dude. because this would have been Sting versus yeah. Undertaker. This, yeah. th- this was he would have made it happen. He would have. He would have. He probably he probably could have still. To be honest with you, he's I mean, scared of that one bump going the wrong way. I get it. Yeah. But I feel like I know we discussed Ric Flair. You know, put on a six star. Yeah, come on, dude. Match, like the t- the Sting is worried, dude, about his neck. Well, like, he's know, like, oh, I and I have to get turned upside down. I will. I will definitely tell you. I think that Flair could have done better than Goldberg. And the only reason I say that is because Flair knows how to be dramatic. It would have. He knows how to get disgusting yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But the, but the dude knows how to scream as if he's being mutilated. Yes. And, and I feel like Flair can take a beating, which is really like I mean, th- th- these matches again. Like, are any of these matches with these old dogs going to go over two stars? Probably not. They're probably all going to be negative star matches when it comes down to it. So throw in the theatrics. Like, let's make this like the pinnacle of what sports entertainment is supposed to be. I actually don't think we're going to see another one of these because no. I've been like I've been racking my brain over like who could it be? Who could it be? And you know, I talked about it on the raw recap with Roca and I talked about it with Ryback on his podcast too but like I really I, I, I just can't I can't think of anybody else they do DX versus the NWO that was what I said with Roca yeah. was DX versus the NWO but then like who do you use for the NWO <laughs> Scott Norton Waltman <laughs> we discussed this on the Raw, on the raw recap I mean, use and we got Na- this no because Waltman's gotta be in DX oh, you shoot. can't have X-Pac not in DX he's DX shoot. so you go <laughs> Nash got, comes in for Nash, a hot tag. Hogan baby. Hall, which that already doesn't sound good. <laughs> then, then the only other people I was able to come up with are the, the best one was Scott, Scott Steiner, Scott Norton, and Scott Steiner. That's it. Yeah, th- those were the two: Scott Steiner, Scott Norton, and Scott Steiner is like persona non grata in WWE. <laughs> Damn, so how do you do that? And also Billy Guns in AEW. So like, how do you yeah. do that? Yeah, that's really tough. <laughs> that's tough, right? Yeah. You know what? The, there's one. I mean, you came to the Four Horsemen either. Could you imagine no. if, the, if the Goldberg Taker match was a casket match? Would have made things so much easier. Oh, yeah. Because the whole thing, you're just pushing, trying to push, yeah. just push someone over. Hey, yeah. How awesome would have been if it was a casket match? Goldberg rings his bell and he just gets rolled in the casket and it's just over like that. And then maybe Undertaker, maybe they set up a hydraulic system with the casket where he can choke slam the whole casket. That'd be cool. That would be badass. <laughs> Honestly, the next <laughs> one's like Foley. Like, I want this to go so theatrical with the way that they do these matches from now on. It's like, they're going to need to. Like, I mean, let's bring in some. Computer generator. Dude's I can see Mick take- Foley in a buried alive match or something like that nah, out there. He's gonna want Taker. Is that inappropriate he's, he's, for out there? Is that- he mm-hmm. wants Taker Foley. He wants Taker Foley Hell in a Cell too. Oh God, don't. He- Could you that? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine what that would look like? We just saw Undertaker versus Goldberg, and that. Oh my God. I don't think they could climb the cage. <laughs> they, have, they get forklifted <laughs> they start, up there. They start climbing like. Nah, they just climb back down, I mean, shake hands, and walk away. Like Terry maybe, Funk meets him at the maybe, top of the ramp. Maybe they have like one of those chairs that like disabled people have in their staircase that takes them up the stairs, and they have one of those that goes around the whole cell. So like the whole the, the entrance takes about forty five minutes because it's slowly just going up around the cell. It's pretty high, so it would take a while. It goes all the way around, not yeah. just one side. It goes all the way around like a circle around it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I just picture them super eager. Yeah. 
Like this match is about I'm, to begin. I'm gonna. Kill We're gonna you. hit an intermission. I'm gonna kill you when I get up there. They both point out and they just strap into this thing to carry them up. It breaks halfway up. It's just like, all right, folks, we gotta. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. No, like I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't know. Like I mean, well, I I'm trying to, lower. I'm trying to think of like another match, but it's just like outside of, outside of lesser retired people like a Batista or somebody or Cena or somebody along those lines. Like there's not really big stars that aren't wrestling right now that you could bring in for that event. Yeah. Dude, that's why I've been struggling. Like I haven't pulled up the alumni page, but like there's really like, there's not. I mean, you could, you could do. Those dream matches, you know, you could you could do a Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles, and that and that you could do dream matches where it was a legend versus a current star. I that's think. what I think you need to do. I think that that's, and those will be at least. Here's a, here's the question though. I, was, I, I read a report today that said you know, and I, I can't speak to the accuracy of this, but I believe I read it on more than one site, and it was probably just aggregated and put on all these sites. But I read it on the Shane McMahon the, thing. On no, the no, it, it was the story about how like the Saudi WWE audience is actually a younger demographic. And yeah, I saw like it was young, from Meltzer and. So to some extent, it's like, well, I know that you're appeasing the king or whomever it is or that the prince or whomever that, that wants like these attitude era matches. But if the demographic is leaning younger for these events and everything of the, of the category of, of fan that exists in Saudi Arabia, it's like, well, why are you going for Goldberg then? I guess I mean, well, I mean, they are. It's not like every other match is one of these things. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But still, it's just like, well, why do you like, I mean. You know, and I guess, I guess to some extent, WrestleMania is typically sold off of one or two of these t- these kinds of matches too. But it's I just, think it's like a mix of the two because it's a, it's a mix of the younger people with like who he wants to see the Prince type thing. You know, another name that keeps coming to my mind that it's not on the level, but he's from the era that you could do something cool with, and that's Ken Shamrock. I was just about to say that he's the only other one that I, I was feel literally like, as you were saying that I was about to, he's going to say Ken Shamrock. And he wasn't that bad when he had that indie match recently. It wasn't like embarrassing no, or anything like dude. that. And he, I mean, he might not have been like a main eventer. Well, dude, he wasn't that crisp in the ring when he was in his prime. Like it was really, ru- it was really a rough shot style. Like that belly to belly suplex looked like your feet were going to end up in the cr- like in yeah. the rafters. Well, you know, to some extent, they do this battle royal every single time why isn't the battle royal 20 legends you know because then you could have undertaker in there they had iron Sheik win the battle the gimmick battle royal dude didn't even walk the entire match that's what i'm saying it's like well why not pile up a battle royal with these stars of yesteryear where they can hide their flaws you know like one of the big paul Heyman quotes that they always quote is like you shine a spotlight on the positives and you keep the light off the negatives don't put undertaker and goldberg in a one-on-one match in the main event of a a show like that with no gimmicks no stipulation nothing like don't Put Goldberg in that match. Barely like, I mean, any, barely any story to it. Like I mean, Taker, Taker's legs are like you know, are like noodles at this point. Like I mean, I just like I, I, I like I, I feel bad watching the guy walk and try and get up and stuff like that because I'm like he is old, he is broken down, he is not able to put on a decent match the way that he used to. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't wrestle still. Wrestlers can have whatever career they want, and I get it. They need to make money and everything like that too. But it's just like, come on, you got to stop putting him in such a visible spot to fail. I also think we're going to see Big Show in one of the, in one of these oh, marquee matches. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been inserted in there yet. But I think they've been waiting until they need it. Yeah, he'll be one of the other ones that's used in that main event. You think you might maybe Mark Henry? I don't know. I don't know if he's a big enough star. I don't know if he's a big enough star either. Who's but he's a, bigger than is he bigger than Ken? Sh- Who's bigger, Ken Shamrock or Mark Henry? Mark Henry, right? Well, he's had the more longevity of a career. For but sure. I guess Ken Shamrock is known I mean, by yeah. more people because of UFC. Yeah. I wouldn't say that either of them are are main are, are 
noteworthy enough from that era to to book like a, a main event match. Maybe off he of. maybe he really loved the sexual chocolate gimmick, but maybe. I doubt you'll be able to do that in Jetta. I actually I looked through, well we were talking I looked through the entire WWE alumni page on WWE.com. Kenzo is literally the only one they haven't used that I that I'm like I guess. Yeah, because I mean, just like uh, sucks. I mean, like most most of the legends are gone, or passed know? away, yeah, yeah or like, just I mean, not able to do something. Like and that. I mean, and, and I guess it goes to show just the difference of of category of superstar that came from that era that that came up in the Attitude Era and how they started producing superstars after the Attitude Era too. Because like a lot of those big stars from like the post Attitude Era. In some ways, they're still around. Like Randy Orton's still there. Batista, they just pulled him back for WrestleMania. Cena is only in the last year and a half to two years has really started distancing himself from the world of professional wrestling. Like a lot of, there's not a lot of other humongous stars from that era. I mean, the two X Factors are The Rock and Stone Cold. Sure, yes, those are the two X Factors. I don't think The Rock's going to do it, but you never know. The Rock does, definitely doesn't need the money. No. But, but he's also a businessman. So, like, I mean, I think of the. Five million, ten million dollars were on the table for a single match. I think that he would engage that conversation. Oh, they pay him that much. It's um, really cool, though. Just going back to what you were just saying about like uh, the talent these days. It's you know uh, th- this current generation are going to have their heroes around a lot longer than we do. Yeah, you know, which is kind of which is what we just said. Like you know, every time my friend would come up to me, like any friend would come up to me and say. Oh yeah, like you're in the like you're do you're into wrestling. You're part of the wrestling business now. Like da, 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 da. Uh, like oh, what's whatever happened to such and such? And you know, every other guy would be like he's dead. Yeah, you know, which is, you can't. Well, really, even like, when when we were going over the NWO members, I was like, boss man gone, perfect gone, Rick Rude gone. You know, you start to look at like a lot of those people, and there are you know they're not going to bring back Virgil for you know NWO. They're not going to bring back you know VK Wall Street or IRS or Bug Bagwell. Buff Bag- Bug Bagwell. <laughs> I mean, if he was if he was able to go and he wasn't, you know, uh, torn apart at this point, Alex Luger, I could see, you know, somebody oh, that they'd yeah, be back. Yeah, but, but no, we can't. No, I know. I'm saying he can't. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, Alex Luger, but he can, can't even walk. Yeah. Can't yeah, that's why I thought you were saying he. No, no, that's what, that's what I'm back. saying. Oh. It's like when I went through the list of both NWO red it, and black, I was just like, Ugh. and you know, and like, when I was talking about Roga, he said that that black and red doesn't count. And I was like, well, that's not fair because then you've got a limited pool. Yeah. Like, because I was like, you can include Conan. I but, would say. But he also doesn't really wrestle well, anymore. Conan was, you know, red. Or was, was, was black and w- white. He was black and white for a long time. He's still. I don't think they'd ever bring him in an no, interview for something like that. Not. His absolutely first match when, when he's that old. Like, no. No. Um, no, like, there's really. Like, I mean, Sting is one Has of Scott the- Norton ever wrestled in WWE? No. No, I right? Mean, no. Not to my knowledge. They wouldn't bring him in either then. They couldn't do that match. No. It's like you could do it two on two. The only other person I, I had another suggestion and Roka was very offended by it and we were discussing this on the Raw recap. I was like, throw Jeff Jarrett in there. Yeah. He was in the NWO. You could, well, you could do it like this. Uh, the only way that I feel, feel like you could do and like it, it would almost have to be one on one. And the only thing that I think you could do where you could do the one-on-one match that would work if it was NWO versus DX is Shawn Michaels versus Kevin Nash because they also have embedded history between them outside of NWO and DX. Like, they were together. So, like, there is a rivalry that you could play off of right there. They did headline a couple pay-per-views together. Headline, you know, or they were one of two headline matches at WrestleMania 11. Has there been a Hulk Hogan versus Triple H match? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Um, Triple H lost the uh, WWE Championship ah, yes, to Hulk yes, Hogan yes, in yes. 2002. I just yes. really don't want to see Sean and gear anymore. I don't either. I really don't. I really don't. But that don't. does make the most sense. That's the only way I could see it done because Hogan can't take Also, bumps. you could do the curtain call match. You could do 
You could do uh, yeah. Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus. I don't know. If, can Scott Hall do a match though? No, Scott Ooh. Hall and and Kevin. Nash. I don't think Scott Hall. Hey, that's man. A I don't give a shit how good DDP Yoga is. Nobody's getting in the ring like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's getting cleared for a match. You're right. That'd yeah. be great though. You could bring DDP in for a match. He might be able to. I'd take a DDP main event. DDP versus Orton for the uh, match. If anybody, Ooh, that's a good. That'd be fun. It's a good one right Thanks. there. I don't. Does he wrestle? Yeah, I don't think he wrestles. I don't think he, he does wrestles. diamond cutters every once in a while. <laughs> he does throw out diamond cutters every once in a while. Maybe they could have it like kind of how they do like the arm wrestling matches or the pose downs. Where they could be like, let's all let's see how many different. He's diamond definitely cutters not as physically imposing as he used to be. No. He, he he even admits that he doesn't lift weights anymore. No, he and he's and he's kind yoga. of got like that old person face thing going on that Vince McMahon has yeah. too, where it's just like, oh, he's old. Yeah. Like and and I'm sorry, and I'm, that's not a diss. People get old, but I don't look at Vince McMahon and be like, that's a virile son of a gun i'm like he's an old man yeah oh that's cool i can't talk about the spoiler but no it's a nice nxt spoiler I oh like I, you can do i ah, wanted the show oh yeah that's right I forgot people are listening people are listening that's just us speaking <laughs> uh lastly i want to talk about before we get out of here i want to talk about um some AEW related stuff i kind of like this i think it was a good idea that this week they announced that their next event fighter fest will be available for free on the br live App. Uh, it was announced this week on TNT's Twitter page, and I think Kenny announced it during E3 as well, that it's going to be on the Bleacher Alive app, no cost, when it takes place on June 29th, live from Daytona Beach. Um, now, I know that there was kind of like, there were a lot of people felt like the price point for Double or Nothing was a little too expensive, yes. so there are new fans who kind of were priced out, it feels like. I think this was a smart way to try and bring those people back in who were interested that Heard good things about Double or Nothing, and and now are like, hmm, let me check out this this new wrestling company. And I think that the matches they have announced so far um, do seem like pretty dope matches. They're all it, pretty pretty big uh, bangers. Yeah, I'd we say. got Cody versus Darby Allen, Adam Page versus MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Havoc, uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros, and a mystery partner and John Moxley versus Joey Janela. Um, do you guys think it was smart of them to to put this one out there for free? For the reason you just said, absolutely. Uh, I mean, um, it is a shame that you know um, it's it, it's one of those things that it's one of those like once the genie's out of the bottle, it's hard to get him back in in terms of pricing. And now that WWE ad nauseum said how ex- inexpensive their business model is in terms of the network. It's kind of hard to go and say, oh, well, here's this new company, but and it's our first pay-per-view, but you're going to have to fork up $60 for 50. it. Or $50 still for expensive. it. Still it's expensive. I mean, still, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's... T- <laughs> <laughs> Somebody step on a duck? <laughs> We're like... <laughs> We're like trapped in this room. There's no, You're we're, such like an in a, we're like stuck in a vacuum. I'm sorry, I drink a lot of LaCroix. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Sorry, you held not, it together for three years. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a bad run, trust me. I'm kind of impressed that after, as long as we've been doing this show, that that's the first time that's one what of I'm us saying. has loudly farted. He's held it together. Like, I'm sure one of us has farted during the show before. I'm really sorry, But, but that was ever the loudest <laughs> one ever. And it happened during a quiet yeah, moment. You know and though? you had the most guilty look on your face right when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we were in this combo. And then that you happened. Really and I just looked over. And you, you had that look on your face. <laughs> I thought it was going to be silent, but it made a sound. Right. No, but you know what, though? Sometimes when they are loud like that, typically when they're loud like that, it's like a trumpet. There's no, there's no gas behind it. It's just pump. 
Oh man, that was so funny. Damn it, I don't even know what I was saying. I don't remember anymore. what you were saying. I think it's a great idea for them to get this show away for free. Get us yeah, back. oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a high price point. Yeah, but I'm just so I, I guess it wasn't as much of a problem for me, um, because I'm just used to that like as a child, that that's how much you paid for a pay per view. Yeah. And um I thought of because you know, WWE's business model makes sense because there's paper because people are, are tuning in every month. They yeah. don't uh, AEW doesn't have the model where they can tune in every month or every day yet. You know, so it may, I mean, the price made sense to me. You know, how is they going to break even with this event? Yeah, and um, but yeah, I mean, there's a way. I mean, a lot of people if they weren't priced out, they didn't want to. They want to fork up the money, which you know, it's no knock to them. That's just how. I mean, the way a lot of things cost nowadays. Why would you? You know. And um, and so this is a, a way to get more eyes on the market, like you just said. And you kind of just knocked out all the the major points before any of us started talking, Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, and like, and, and I I would also agree that there's a lot of good, Eli kind of like threw me <laughs> for a whirlwind. I had a I had a really good point in there. I'm sure it was but, like a trauma. I was like, Mah. but you really thought it was going to be silent. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, there are I, three boys in this I think room. that it's, I think it's a great idea, uh, and I think it's a great idea because they're putting a lot of names on the event, but they're not putting matches that people would like. I, I feel like some of the matches are ones where people would be less apt to pay for, but it's like, but they're giving them a lot of those names that they want to see, though. Too. Absolutely, so you're that's giving, a good point. Yeah, because Joey and Cody are less established. I'm no. sorry, sorry, Darby and Joey for are sure, less established. for sure. But it's like, but you got Kenny Omega, <laughs> Kenny Omega. <laughs> I honestly, Bobby, you, I forgot there's a camera. I have the headphones on, and I know that you definitely. I are heard it without. Hear it. I heard it without the headphones. Like I seriously, the whole the reason that the laughing tour is like can't wait to cut that clip afterwards, because I can't wait to see Eli's face when we're like this, and I want to see his face in like the few seconds leading up to it. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes the internal decision that, like this is a good time to do this. I'm pretty sure it's really, not going to make a noise. Well, I, I I did one earlier in the show and it didn't smell, so I was like, okay, Bates, it's like you've got a little backup right now. Just let it out softly. And then you know my commander William Riker from Star Trek: The Next Generation trombone player came out. He really looked like the dramatic chipmunk. <laughs> 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 See, I usually save it for my car ride you home. You shocked yourself. You usually save it. Really was the look that was the best part. It's just we heard it. It's just it's such. Hey, I love how you're like. You made it three years, actually four years almost. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We made it so long. I'm honestly amazed. We and haven't had one fart joke this whole th- this whole time. No. <laughs> Well, it was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. The I do the the, the, the part where they're putting about they're, they're featuring a lot of their young talent is a good point, and I do think that might be part of why because I don't think that they maybe have as big of like a pay per view buy if this was a pay per view. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's gonna have you know a shorter card than some of the other ones they've had. And and I do think yeah, putting it out there for free was was a very well, smart. Well, it, it's a good it's a good advertor, advert 
tutorial, you know, for for AEW too. It's just like you're gonna get eyeballs is on the product. Editorial a word? Uh, it's like a, ad- advertising? advertising editorial. Is I don't know. <laughs> was that an actual word? I don't know, but, okay. I, but I'm just trying to keep the show together. At this point. <laughs> I I can't look him in the face. No, I've been, I've been, I've been Jamie trying. can't even talk when, right now. When Jamie looks at me in the eyes, I've been looking over at you, and you're looking at Jamie, and I'm like, okay, Bates, just keep this alternation happening until that red light comes on. I can't on. look him in the eye. I really Here, can't. I'll just be like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I do, I do think that it works. Let's look at my coffee cup. I do I, think I that think- it works as like a really good mechanism for getting the brand name out there and making sure that people are obviously aware of AEW but are more so familiar with the next upcoming show, which naturally they're going to charge for. They may already <laughs> cup makes it even weirder for me. <laughs> they may already be doing it, but do you think they'll do it on the beach, a la Bash at the Beach? Uh, uh, no, because it's in the. It's I saw what it looks like the uh, the setting or whatever. That would have been fun. That yeah. would have been cool. Get Hasselhoff. To show I think up? they're going to do that for the Jericho Cruise. I think they're going to have a stop where they get off somewhere, yeah. and there'll be like an actual wrestling match. Oh, on that'd the be cool. Because that's why they tried to get Bash at the Beach. That's I my could, guess. I don't know that. Just imagine, like, uh, not as jumbled as some of the Bash of the Beaches looked, but, like, a dope beach party that there just was a wrestling ring in the middle. Well, I think... There's a slip and slide down to the ring. Well, I think at the last one or the one coming up, there's like a part of the cruise where you guys get off for a day and you're on like an yeah. island. Are you yeah. going? Well, there's like, no. a, there, there's like there's a, a lot of these Bahama cruises, a lot of these cruise lines. Royal Caribbean has one. Disney has one. They have these K's that they own where they've kind of set up like a resort area where you can go there and rent jet skis Correct. and do this, that, and the other. There's water slides and zip lines and things along those lines. So, And there's typically, you know, there is probably space on one of these things to set up. A ring, a ring standing and room only and stuff like that. And, the, and if you think about it too, like I'm pretty sure they had trouble logistically with the boat and the wrestling ring last time. Yeah, like because yeah. it's like this the whole time. Well, yeah, you like know, I mean, wrestling like, on a boat it's one of the intense. things you don't expect when you go on a cruise is that it's like it's not like you're just walking on firm ground. The ocean no. moves, and the yeah. ocean is far more grand than like a boat could ever be. So I could totally see them doing a special built around Jericho's cruise. Yeah, and hey, all they, that did, kind of thing. They, they, they You wouldn't have known from the match quality. I mean, they did. When is the when is the Jericho cruise? I don't know. You're not going? No. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind going on a regular cruise with you guys, though. Sometime. No, it's not that I don't want to go. It's just that you know, I, it's just cruises in general. I don't like because you can't leave. Yeah, yeah. The best it's, cruise to go on, in, like out of California, is when they have like that two night Mexico cruise down to Ensenada and back out of fine. like Long Beach. Because then it's like get in, you eat a bunch of food, you feel like garbage on day three, and you're like, thank God I get to get off of this ship. Yeah, like I, I remember when I used to DJ. I was one of the DJs on a like a one of those. EDM cruises where they get a, they fly in a bunch of DJs and they just play for twenty four literally for twenty four hours because it's on on the open seas. Oh, that sounds awful. Like literally I, after my set, I was like, I want to go home. Yeah, that sounds and awful. And there's four more days of this. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I always when I always hear those like like the three eleven cruise. I'm like, I love three eleven. Like we saw them the other day. Yeah, but, like, but after the concert, yeah, like, like I don't know if I really want to be on a three eleven like fest for a week. You know, like although three eleven were awesome. Also, so was Limp Bizkit. J- uh, Eli, you missed out. Jamie, thank you for hooking that up. I did have a good time at Magic Castle though. Okay, good. Yeah, that's what matters. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. They, they put on a performance. Uh, for those of you watching, I recommend you check out the Road to Fighter Fest. Have you been watching those, Jamie? Uh, the, yes. Uh-huh. <clears throat> this week's episode, super cool. I thought, um, and, and it was clear that they're they're working with outside 
uh, producers and directors and stuff like that because they're getting credited at the bottom. Which one, of the, which one of them is even a former WWE person? The which one? Palumbo? Really? The, the first one? Yeah, for Darby, I think. It, no, for Joey. The really? girl who did the Joey, yeah, she's because uh, I worked with her. Okay, yeah, and I recognized her name, and I even saw. I remember now because I saw her at Starcast. The Joey one was great. Yeah, I, I, I also, she's a she's a former WWE person. Oh, that was the best promo I had seen from Joey. Like he looked like he put some real work into that, and it was very worth watching. I recommend you guys watch if you haven't seen it yet. And same for the Darby Allen one at the end. I, I didn't know a lot about that. A lot of that stuff about Darby Allen, and you know, I don't even you know. I knew he skateboarded, but I didn't know how like. Deep in the skateboarding scene, he was oh, and yeah. stuff. Um, I like his whole, his whole everything. I like everything about him. I honestly think that you know, as much as I think MJF is going to be one of the like people who breaks out, and same with Hangman. I think Darby Allen will too. Yes, if he keeps. I mean, I mean, it really just depends on how long he's really gotten his body. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, he said it himself. Like people tell him to be safe, er. And stuff, and like that, he needs to tone it down. If that's how he wants to live his life, and that's his career choice, as long as he's not hurting other people, yeah. then hey, go for it, man. You're mm. a grown man. But that also led tends to not as long of a career, which he may be fine with. You know, this he, Darby kind of seems like the kind of guy that hey, I would love to be an old man, but if I die going off a flaming motorcycle off of a ravine, you know, like I'd be okay with that yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, and. And Darby's a kind of day by day guy, not a uh, long term person. So I think it works for him. Do you think Darby or do you think Cody puts Darby over, or do you think Darby hmm. loses to Cody? You know, the, the the pairing of Darby and Cody was so interesting to me because, as far as I can really think, you know, Cody hasn't really wrestled anybody much smaller than him. I mean, Marty, sure, but I mean, I mean, Darby is significantly smaller than a lot yeah. of these people. Like I'm talking Ray WCW days, mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio, and. Um, I've never seen Cody work down. When, I'm, when I say down, I don't mean lesser than. I mean to, Size literally wise. down. Like, you know, like didn't he wrestle Rey Mysterio? Yeah, at WrestleMania? but that was also so long ago yeah. now too. Yeah, and this isn't the. I don't yeah. consider that Cody this yeah, Cody. That's true. And um, it'll be a good match by no by no. I don't, I have no doubt. But it, it's it's a very interesting pairing. You know, not not like if I were the Booker for the first non double or nothing uh, event. That's not the. It's not to say it's a bad idea. By no means, it's just not the first thing that comes to mind when yeah. I'm booking the card. It's actually you know? one of the reasons I think that Darby might go over because mm. for that reason, I think that maybe they see a lot in Darby. It seems that way from the different series and the things they put him in as well along the line along the way. So, um, and I, do, I think they might put him over. I think Darby might win in, in surprise fashion. I'm really happy that they're that they've kind of segue. Thank God that. Being the elite really built up this audience because they were able to segue it into these other counts like Road to Delaware, nothing Road to Firefest, you know. And they right now they need this. They I, need this. Right I, now. You as someone like me who consumes all their shows, I know you do a little less, but um, Eli, um, I saw this brought up on on Reddit, and I actually agreed with this person <laughs> who said this. Um, but, and tell me what you think. Do you think that they need to consolidate all their YouTube channels so that someone can? Accurately, or so someone can concisely yeah. follow along. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I don't. I don't understand the purpose for like the Nightmare Family YouTube channel and then the uh, Being the Elite. I think, and like, then also an AEW channel. Yeah, that is. I mean, well, I, I mean, just, I, I assume that'll probably start happening as soon as like they have their television. It's program. a minor. Well, it's they, a minor inconvenience to me, to be honest. I feel like the Road 2s, as much as I understand Cody started them, they seem like they should be on the AEW YouTube channel. So they can it's be for an AEW up. product. It's yeah. for an AEW product. Um, and it seems like being the elite 
is not going to be as prevalent yeah. as it is now once the show starts knocked There's over. There's no real use for it. You know, I mean, there's still like use for for fun. Yeah, online I mean, they can dick around it. But, but the thing yeah, is, I don't like, think they're going to keep but, doing it. But, the more, the closer we get, the more they seem like a. I don't know if we're going to keep doing this. Well, and and also just to be clear, like <clears throat> even if they have all like these different YouTube channels still going on at that point in time, if they have their website as a mechanism to help aggregate that content and everything like that, that's a totally different story. Then they can have a litany. I mean, everybody could have their own YouTube channel, but as long as their website's there to crowd them, put them in the order that you're speaking of, and everything like that, people don't need to go to YouTube. They can consume the content. From That's a very good point, too. I do think they need to step up their website game a yeah. little bit more. Uh, absolutely. All right, we're running out of time here. Jamie, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. You could check out our weekly drops on the network. That's the NTWRK app, which is exclusive product, uh, highly curated products that we do. We, uh, we do like two, one to two product drops a week. Um, like I said, we used to be, I mean, we are available on iOS, but now we, um, we, are really, really, really soon going to release the Android version. Nice. Like, really soon. But in the meantime, we have a desktop version that's open that you can access. Oh, awesome. Yeah, for everybody. So everybody has... No, everybody has access. Everybody has access. There's no reason you should not be onto the network and see what's up. Awesome. And, and also, just check out Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on Fight every every Sunday. And uh, what about you, Eli? Twitter, Elijah Bates, at Elijah Bates. <laughs> Twitter at Elijah Bates, Instagram at Brindle Beard. Uh, you can find me, I'm at Ryan Satin on social media, at Wrestling Sheet for the website and show, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. If you're watching this, if you're watching us on YouTube, hello, thank you, I appreciate it. While you're here, make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave any comments that pertain to the show, or maybe even if they don't pertain to the show, you can leave them there if you want. Uh, but if you don't want to watch us, if you just want to listen to us, make sure you check out our podcast feed as well. It's on Podcast one itunes stitcher spotify all that stuff just search wrestling sheet radio okay that's it we're done officially tapping out for now we gotta air things out in here until next time stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet this episode is sponsored by schwans.com what are you having for dinner tonight hmm good question Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 